This one. This is episode 304, Fast 10, Fifth Year. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode's brought to you by Moncrief Oil and Montex Drilling. 420 Thockmorton Road, Street, Fort Worth, Texas, 76102. Shout out to Montex Drilling. Well, shout out to Montex Drilling and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. We are talking once again about Fast 10. We might have one more of these, depending on if the stars align next week, but we will see. But for now, we're not going to get ahead of the car. We're not going to put the the cart ahead of the horse or horse. I don't know. Whatever the saying is. It's so smoky outside because there's goddamn fire. It's so smoky. It's so weird. I, my, my, Did you see the video uh, from the Yankees game? It's like your eyes look like they like you were like in. I know. Well, I think this is. I think it's a lot of different. I was trying to figure out why my eye is red, and I don't know. I think I'll, I, I might have just poked it, but I think it's also smoke. I don't know. Anyway, with us tonight, you know her. You love her, Jessica Collins, aka Montez. Montez. Hello, Montez. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad to be back. Now, you set uh, a personal best, personal record or something yesterday. You went to the movies alone for the first time in how long? For the first time in how long? Four years. Just alone or just, is this like... Completely alone, just me, my popcorn, and my soda. But you've but you've been to movies in the past four years. You were just oh, saying yeah. like, maybe just you not took the little myself. guys. Okay, okay. Yeah. Montez, was anybody else in the theater with you? There were seven other people in the theater. Eight other people. Not too bad, considering what's out. Yeah, I sent a picture to Joe, and I was like, my movie theater is still showing it, but it's not even advertising it. Like, on the little, you know, they have, like, a manual, like, you put up the, the letters. Like, it's not, like, a digital thing. Like, you just have, like, the thing outside. And Fast and Furious is not even mentioned on there anymore. So this movie is, by the time this episode comes out next Friday... I, I don't know if you're going to have more than like one or two showings a day, which feels crazy considering how big this movie is. But I'm glad you got to see it in theaters. Yes. The first uh, Fast and Furious movie I've seen since the original in the theater. Wow. That's great street cred. No, Montez. That's big, though. Montez. Montez. Here we go. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. No, not yet. I'm not, not yet. I'm going I'm to wait. I'm gonna oh, my it. God. I, so, so what did you think of Fast 10? I loved it. Really? Okay. It was so much fun. I laughed. The guy beside me was, like, dying. The girl in front of me, I texted Joey, like, right after the movie. The girl in front of me was, like, freaking out. Uh, the four people in front of them were just, like, their socks and Crocs and just... loving it it was uh it was a fun time everyone in the theater had a great time did you have anything spoiled for you because you waited a couple weeks to see it did you know any of the either cameos or plot twists or plot events or anything like beyond trailer stuff or were you were you relatively pure going in uh aside from the trailer that i watched with you guys i didn't Mm -hmm. watch any other trailers i didn't read anything about it um i didn't listen to any of the podcast episodes i purposely didn't even read the emails that came well, well, from we patreon know, we, we know that you don't listen to the show anymore <laughs> you're not really a fan of the show anymore that's anyway, fine so that was never going to be uh an uh, issue. Here, we, here we go mm. no i didn't want to spoil it for myself and my cousin didn't say anything to me about it either so so yes, mike had already seen blind. it though 
Yes, he had. He okay. so he was he actually saw it in Hawaii. Did you know about the two cameras? Did you know that Gal Gadot and Dwayne Johnson were back or no? No. Wow, that's amazing. So were you like slammed at the theater like, oh my God. I kind of assumed that it was going to happen. The girl in front of me, she I thought she was going to pass out when uh, when Gal popped out of the, the submarine. How did she react to uh, Dwayne taking off the mask? Here's an actual reaction of what happened. Oh my God, no way. This isn't happening. And I was just sitting behind her laughing. It's like, it's like you you knew you should have known this was coming. You should have listened to Too Fast, Joe. We predicted it. I mean, everybody knew it, but like I predicted almost down to the verbatim. And did you hear the news? Did you hear the good news, Sister Mont? So, uh, Joe, I sent uh, our friend Nate Milton a message. You know how like Nate, you know, likes to play up the like the gospel. I was like, did you hear the good news, brother Nate? Yes, did you hear yes, the good yes, news yes. that our that our that our man <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson is returning to the fold. You know, like everybody knew it was happening, but did you hear the news, Montez? No. That they are doing another spinoff just called, maybe, just called Hobbs, Hobbs next summer. No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hear it's gonna that. It's going to be the bridge movie between the two is what The Rock said. Okay. Okay. So the for, for years, like basically since before Nine came out, they're like, we're going to do Nine and we're going to do a two-part, part 10 finale. And we're like, cool. Uh, every movie does that now. Harry Potter does that. Twilight does that. Everything does the two-part. Hunger exactly. Games, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's normal. Spider Man, Spider Man, Dead Reckoning, everything. They they go to Rome. They premiere this in Rome on the red carpet in Rome. Vin goes, look, we showed it to Universal, and they were like, can you Whoa. do two more? He's like, I, we're doing three. And he's like, like, maybe he kind of like right. shrugs. So <laughs> then, like two weeks after the movie comes out, Dwayne takes the Twitter. And post a four and a half minute long video, not really saying anything, just like people have wanted me to confirm for a while. I said to my friend, and he was just like, what is he confirming? He was in the movie. People saw him in the movie. You don't need to confirm that that was him. Like, he's very clearly him in the movie. They didn't AI him in the, the movie, I guess. But uh, people wanted me to confirm that uh, I'm returning. We're going to do a movie called Hobbs next summer. It's already been written. He did say that he and he and Vin Diesel put aside their differences last summer which I think feels a little... that That's some Fast and the Furious timelining going on there. I think that that could mean last summer or three weeks ago, but possibly. Hope Go you've got your Thunderwear on. Not Thunderwear, but Thunderwear. All Thunderwear. capital letters, Montez. Hobbs is back, and he just got laid. L-E-I apostrophe D. Flower emoji, devil emoji. Luke Hobbs will be returning to the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, take a pause here for a second. Montez, Montez, minute. Hit us. Go now. No. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Good job. First movie. What happens? Can we can we just like nope. play the, the nope, clip from the movie where my man Ames was just doing his own Montez minute? I know he did a he did a really solid Montez minute. He did when a he really did it, solid Montez minute. I was very did, I was very proud when he did it in the movie. Joey turned to me. He was like, he's doing the Montez minute. I literally I. I am not a in the theater texter. I pulled out my phone because no one was sitting beside me and it was I was in the way back and I texted Michael and I said, this man is doing a Montez minute. I don't like taking my phone out in theaters. And like when I saw Guardians 3, I had to take my phone out. And I Googled, how is Gamora back? Because I didn't remember. I'm like, this seems like <laughs> a pretty big plot point. Gamora died. How is Gamora back? Anyway, Montez, go. Okay, uh, the first one is um, is our Brian and Dom and Mia 
triangle, love triangle, where uh, okay. Brian yeah. and Brian and John, doing this when I can see your faces is even worse. I'm not going to look at the screen. Montez okay. has been watching a very specific search on Pornhub uh, <laughs> with the brother sister love triangle, but keep going. <laughs> um, you're okay. my sister. Oh, no, that's so gross. Okay, Montez, so, it's your words. In my defense. You kind of hit me a lot at a left field here. You're All undefendable. Right, so I, am un <laughs> I am. Listen, I don't make the rules. Um, okay, so in the first one, Brian is, is a cop. He's trying to prove himself. It's basically point break. Um, he lets Dom go. Um, in the second one is Roman and Brian. And mm -hmm. they do a team up. He's still the worst villain. I'm sorry. He's still the worst villain. I don't like him as a villain. Do you remember his name? <sighs> it's ripped from Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. Carter Verone. <laughs> Carter Verone. Um, okay. And then the third one, which is not actually the third one. Oh, shit. I don't remember the <laughs> Montez, order. Honestly, the first two were like better than I thought. That was, you know, aside from the porn interlude, like it was okay, going look. pretty well. All right, and look. And then you got to three is, three. is Tokyo Drift. I'm mm -hmm. just going to go in chronological, like, that's fine. Whatever. Tokyo Drift, um, Han, and the 40-year-old high schooler. Um, Sean. Yeah. Drifting. Drifting montage. Um, we learn more about Han and the drifting montage. Um, four is... this is Listen, this is when they all start to bleed together. Okay? Four. I wish I had my notes. Hold. Everyone just hold on. Joe, while she finds her notes, how long, how long does it take to find your notes? Oh, I found them. I got it. Never mind. Okay. Is that whole one sheet of paper sitting on the desk, Joe. <laughs> it's literally a whole one sheet of paper sitting on the desk. Like, not a joke. It's... <laughs> okay. One, two, four. Somehow Brian got into the FBI. He tries to make amends with Dom and Mia. Letty is dead, kind of. Uh, five is Reyes in the Brazilian-Italian job, which also gets segued in this film as well. I did mm -hmm. enjoy that little uh, tie callback yeah. there. Yeah, mm -hmm. that tie-in. Uh, six, Dom and Elena bonded together. They make little baby Brian. Um, but Letty's also alive, so um, he's back with Letty. Dom's back with Letty. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's it. Uh, then Tokyo Drift. Then Seven... Letty gets her memory back. Dom almost dies. Brian and Mia quit the family, kind of, you know, because they got to go do the family thing. Uh, eight. Shaw saves the baby. Yep. Hobbs and Shaw is just a giant pissing match between two dudes. Yep. yep. Also, call back to that Pornhub search of brothers and sisters and the thruple thing. Mm -hmm. And then um, nine. Said it, not me. I did say it. Nine incorrectly applied physics to magnets. Done. If you were to describe ten in the Montez minute, how would you do, how'd you just how'd you do that? That is not how bombs work. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Also, pastels are really in right now. Apparently, yeah. All right, back to the post by Dwayne. Your reactions. Around the world to Hobbs's return in Fast 10 have blown us away. Blown mind emoji, prayer emoji, earth emoji. The next Fast and Furious film, you'll see the legendary lawman in will be the Hobbs movie. 
that will all serve caps, as a fresh Hobbs, new chapter and set up for all caps fast x colon part two Last summer, Vin and I put all the past behind us. We'll lead with brotherhood and resolve and always take care of the franchise characters and all capital letters fans that we love. I build my career on, quote, an audience first mentality, and that will always serve as my line break. North Star, star emoji. Congratulations to my Fast family and Universal Studios on the global success of all capital letters Fast X. And as always, Hobbs and at Seven Bucks Prod are motivated to help take the Fast franchise to new and exciting places for fans worldwide. Quote, Daddy's got to go to work. Hashtag Hobbs is back. Hashtag Fast and Furious. Hashtag put your funderware on. Joey. Now, the exciting thing, Montez, and then Joe, I want to hear what you say. Vin Diesel, a producer on this film, not a producer on Hobbs and Shaw. So he's going to be more involved. This is going to be more integral to the core franchise which is very exciting joe what you got i was gonna say i was just thinking about it right now and i don't think we've talked about this yet but what if in the wacky naming conventions that for the next movie they go fx colon i i fixie that that would be my favorite iteration of how they can display the name of this movie there was Montez. Do you remember the original Xbox game thirteen? It was X I I I, and it was like that cell shaded yes. first person shooter. I remember. Oh yeah, Joe, yeah. you were you were that was a video game era. You were in the two. Yeah, like that would be cool. So they have like, I, well, I guess. So we're to if we're to believe that the three part is Fast Ten Hobbs Fast Ten Part Two F X I I. There might not be an F X I I I. In which case, I would want them just to drop the F altogether and just do X colon I I I. But. There might not be one of those if Hobbs is the second of the three parts. I don't know. Who knows? What if what if it's like Hobbs in parentheses FX B or like point <laughs> like one point five? It's gotta be like Fast and Furious presents Hobbs. Yes. Like there's gonna be at least some kind of goofy thing. I need the them to thing... I needed them to go back to actual numbers and then come back to Roman numerals. Like, I want it to be as confusing as possible is what I'm trying to work out here. What like, what's I the want, most confusing way? Go ahead. What I want, and I think someone else on the show has already made this joke, I want Roman numerals. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I want Tyrese to be maybe in the number. It, can he just, like, be the number? Can like, they just like, use him? Like, like he has like, his yeah. own arms yeah. up, legs out for yep. the X? Yep. And then, like, this? Yeah. If they do a Roman spinoff, it has to be called Roman numerals, right? Man. I hope so. That would be awesome. Montez, what was your favorite part of Fast 10? I had a lot of them. My favorite scene, though, is when Jace Momoa is doing the dead guy's nails. Mm, you like that. Okay, that was polarizing. It was hilarious. I loved it. That was one that apparently uh, they were almost going to cut and they weren't sure because it was polarizing to, like Joe said, two fans. And they showed it to the head of Universal and she was like, no, nope, keep it in. Keep it in. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was hilarious. And it showed how absolutely psychotic he really is. Where does this movie rank among your favorites? Uh, we don't need new rankings unless you have new rankings. But like where among them? I, top chunk, I, middle uh, chunk, <laughs> bottom chunk. Top. That's good. Everybody seems to like it more than nine. So. That's a good thing, yeah. too. Everybody that we've talked to, everybody that has talked to us online, everybody is way more hype on 10 than 9, for sure. It was just, it was more fun. I mean, 9 was fun. But this was like, I feel like this movie was, they were leaning more into the 
let's just be absolutely absurd. I mean, like the Lego bomb rolling through the streets. I was trying really hard not to laugh in the theater because of how absurd it was. Because I didn't want to disturb anyone around me that maybe didn't find these movies as ridiculous as I do. In a good way. I think everyone does. You said earlier that's not how bombs work. Montez, how do bombs work? Well, I mean, I'm pretty positive that if you light a bomb on fire, that it will explode and it won't just keep rolling with flames on it. But the flames not getting deposited on anything else, just staying on the bomb itself. I don't think that's how fire works either. (laughs) What do you think is more accurate, how fire works or how bombs work? (laughs) How bombs work. Because listen. There were so many times in this movie when Dom should have just been burned to death. That's a lot of the movies, though. Why doesn't he ever have any blood on him? None of them, none of them bleed. None of them bleed. Maybe they're all secret vampires. I mean, can they at least bleed like gasoline or, you know, use motor oil? Something. I mean, we all know that they're turning into vehicles, right? They they are. Turn- that's a theory that you have, that they're turning into vehicles. That's not, that's not, definitely not my theory. My theory is still that they're in, inside of Roman's mind and everybody's just dead and in a coma. How did you, how did you like Jason Momoa? Did you like him? So I went into the movie thinking that I was not going to like his character at all. Oh yeah. Weren't you a Momoa hater from before? Didn't we talk about this? You're not a fan? I was. Okay. Yeah. But mostly because he always plays the same character and the fact that he did not play a character that I feel like I have seen him do before. Um, his maniacal laugh, his just, his just overt energy of how much, I mean, you can tell he was having fun playing this role. Amen. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Where does Momoa rank for you among all of the villains in the franchise? We know that you, nothing touched tops, Carter Verone, you mentioned how much you love him. Your entire Montez Minute in Too Fast was about how much you love Carter Verone, how he's the best part of the movie. So setting him aside for a second, where does where does he rank among all the other villains in the franchise? Is he your favorite? Uh, yes, I think he's my favorite. Over Statham? I think the fact that he has absolutely zero remorse, he has no moral compass, like there is nothing out of bounds for him. That's why he's my favorite, because I, I just don't feel like there's anything that he would not do. Now, you were saying, you were adamant when you were on the on the lap. You're like, Jason Momoa is a hideous man. I'm not attracted to him. I think he's horrifically unattractive. Yeah. Still saying. still hold true? Yeah. Still. I mean, we could be friends. I'd paint dead guys' toes with, with benefits. Him. I don't know that I want benefits unless it's he's going to pay I was talking about nails. me. I was talking about me, not you. Oh, yeah. I'll hook that up for you for sure. Wait, so, Montez, you think friends with benefits means he paints your nails? <laughs> no, I know that's not what that means. Montez, I know you live in Virginia, but like <laughs> you're not that backwards. We're cousins with benefits. It's all relative in regular Virginia too. Montez, <laughs> what did you think of overall the the way that it ends? Like, I, I'm trying I'm trying to not ask the same questions on all these episodes because I feel like we're having like a similar conversation, which I guess is kind of the point, whatever. But like, what do you think of the the way the movie ends with a good it literally ending on? cliffhangers it felt very much breaking dawn saga part one okay how does that end it just doesn't yeah yeah it just doesn't 
It's just like someone was in the middle of a sentence and it just. Montez, were you a Twilight? Were you a t- uh? What is it called? What are they? What does Brian call them? Uh, a Twihard? Were you a Twihard? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm a Twihard. You were. Yeah. You were like super into it. You went to go see the movies, read all the books, all the things. Yeah. Uh, I went to the movies opening day when they came out in the theater. Paid full price. Took in off cosplay? work. Oh, not well. I mean, you just wore already... a Bella Swan. Yeah, exactly. Were you team Edward from the Rip or were you team oh, yeah. Jacob? No, never team Jacob. My co- Michael and I have this discussion all the time. Uh, about what? Expand. Uh, I think Michael is team Jacob. How? I don't know. It's Breaking Dawn Part 2 that has like the chess game where like everybody dies like 15 minutes in the movie. You're like, holy yeah. shit. And they're like, just kidding. It was a dream. Rewind. Yeah. They rewind yeah. Okay. it. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite one. That's the best. That's the best movie trope I've ever seen. Because I think it was How Did This Get Made covered just those two. So those are the ones that I've seen. And so I saw the first one. I didn't remember like the first part, like part one. And then I saw that one. I'm just like, wait, hold on. This rules. And then rewound. I'm just like, God damn it. Like it's still, it's still cool, but it's also like annoying. This episode comes out next week. Even for patrons comes out next week. So it's a little bit, you know, dated by by this point. But like it's known, I think, not really a spoiler, that across the Spider-Verse, also ends in a cliffhanger. I'm assuming Dead Reckoning, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which comes out in about a month, will also end on a cliffhanger because it's literally called Part 1. And I don't know why this keeps happening. I don't know why we've reached a point. other like I know why it's happening in terms of like... Money. Money. And I get TK's point last week with Nico Kevo on X's for Show that he's just like, I'm down for like anybody trying something new and releasing movies. But like as satisfying as a movie can be for it to just not really reach a resolution just feels kind of like lacking. Like Montez, aside from it feeling like breaking Dawn, do you mind that it doesn't really have an ending? Are you like cool waiting two years for this conclusion? Do you want where would you have ended either earlier or later or like there's an amendum to that because now that we know that Hobbs, the movie's coming out, we're not waiting two years like, we're waiting two years for the conclusion of this, but if Hobbs is a bridge movie, that means that we're waiting a year to get another piece of this story. So I think but that's I think, kind I think of be, a mild... I think it's going to be something that happens, like, concurrently. That's fine, but you're still getting more of this. You're not going to be waiting a whole two years for more of well, this Well, we're story. waiting two years to see if Roman and Tej and everybody are alive, if Brian and Dom make it out of that thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, the, the big answers are not going to be resolved in no. Hobbs. But you what still get more. Cool, we could get answers to non-cliffhangers. Like, we could find out where Shaw is, if he yep. saves Mama Shaw, if Mia is around, all this different stuff. But, Montez, thoughts on the, just the, the sort of lack of resolution, other than a feeling on Twilight? Um, so, I feel like, and I might be getting this timeline wrong, I feel like the Harry Potter... The two, the two last films in Harry Potter, I feel like they did it best because they were released fairly quickly after each other. So it didn't feel like there was a lot of gap in time. And I feel like that's where we're kind of running into the, the problem of we're deciding to make these movies into multiple, multiple items <clears throat> that are going to just end, you know, a year or two or three down the road. Because of one reason or another, and not thinking far enough ahead to have filmed all of them, like all of all of it all at once, so that, you know, they could release it in more... Quicker sequence? Yes, thank you. 
Like if we got one at Christmas, you'd be happier. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, when when Matrix Reloaded ends on like a terrible cliffhanger, but that's in May, and then Revolutions comes out in November, right? Like it right. feels like that was like all right, like this kind of sucks. Like that's a real like sort of slap in the face. Like this is I can't wait. But, like I'm only have to wait six months. This is like two years. I mean, the Hobbs thing. Yeah. To your point, Joe, it's it's a year, but it's still like it's two years before like actual real resolution. I feel like nobody really thought that for our head. I mean, if if they're doing it from like a money standpoint, yeah, sure, fine. But I think it's a disservice to the fans to make them wait that long. Aside from Jason Momoa's hideous looks, is there anything about this movie you did not like? I want to know what how long four minutes really is in this universe because there is there is no fucking way that the fight between Cipher and Letty only lasted like two minutes. And then they got back up from the fucking hole in the ground and then got back to the same level. She crawls up the fucking tube and then comes back down unscathed. And where'd they get the fucking jackets and boots from? Like, well, what? well Montez, how did that all you, happen in four minutes? Th- Remember this, that between 1989 and, say, 2004, Mia ages from age 16 to 19. Yes, I forgot about that. So in 15 years, she grows up three years. So four minutes could be a lifetime. But I had the same thought. And this is and you can't even use like the Joey explanation of like the world's longest runway where it's like, well, you're kind of seeing all their perspectives at the same time. No, this is just one fight scene that lasts seven minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we have two minutes to get out of here now. And you're like, "Mm, I don't think so. Well, that's the whole like I, I still like that's the thing that's that's one of the things I most want to see because again we we mentioned this on the Nico Kevo the brief intro that we did before we played the rest of that episode, but in theory by the time this episode comes out this movie will be on demand like I want to see because like it just feels like they're fighting just because they hate each other like they're just like well we got time to kill like it just that nothing about that really makes much sense to me so like that's no. the thing that like I feel maybe the director's on? cut the director's cut might elucidated a little bit you know what yeah. i mean yeah i i really want to see deleted scenes i want to see extended scenes i want to see like extended cut all that stuff yeah i felt like that whole that whole fight sequence was stupid but you didn't like it it was a good fight sequence well, i mean it was a good fight sequence but i'm saying like it didn't make any sense logistically and also they were rolling around in the glass why was there not more blood you just want these to become full gore yes please Montez is a horror freak, man. Yeah. Give me give me all the blood, man. I would love to see like a Fast and the Furious horror movie. Yeah. Who would be the murderer? Uh Jesse back from the dead. <laughs> I think DK is most likely to stab someone. If he's mm. not if he's not dead, he he seems like a guy that would stab. Hmm. I don't think Jesse's stabbing. I I was specifically thinking like murder, like slasher. Uh, plot twist. It would be Han. Oh, it would be Han. Is does Mia survive or is she murdered early? She's murdered early. No, Mia. Oh, God, really? <laughs> is she is she like hooking up with Brian and they get double stabbed like in the yeah, yeah. the sex yep. scene? Mm-hmm. Han gets both of them. Oh. That's why you got to keep it wrapped up, man. Wait, hold on. To expand on yours, I think that Han and Giselle are a tag team duo. With a scream situation. Yep. I know. Yep. Yep. And they've known all along that the other was never actually dead. And instead of like trying to get back to each other, they were they were already back with each other. They were just planning the murders. They were yes. just murdering. Yeah. They've been practice murdering. <laughs> I hope that's the next the next installment of this. If this is what eleven or twelve is, I'm down. <laughs> no, imagine? I want it to be I want this to be the Han and Giselle spinoff. 
It's just like a horror movie Can of them stabbing. If if they're like, all right, Fast Eleven rated R for gruesome acts of realistic violence. It's like, wait, hold on, what? Uh, intense sequences, like all this. Different, it's just like, wait, hold on, what are you, what are you saying? What is this movie? Oh take, no, it's a slasher now. Take all yeah. my money. I think it'd be pretty sick. You know, for almost the entire run of Cage Club, Mike and I were like, well, what do you want? And Mike was like, I want Cage in a Western. I'm like, I want Cage in a musical. Because, like, Nicolas Cage, unlike most actors, has done almost every genre. I mean, he's done, like, over 100 movies now. So, like, just the odds are on his side. But he's done almost everything. So Mike really wanted him in a Western, and he's got him in a couple Westerns, like, recently, the last year or two. And Cage has been talking about, like, singing, like, Jesus Christ Superstar. Like, he's, like, it seems like he's teetering on, like, a possibility. Okay. We've never really done that for Fast and Furious. Like, we've talked about, like, who we want to add to the franchise, who we want to see. What like, other you know, genres that we want. That's what I was just thinking, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about, you know, like, Quentin Tarantino's or whatever. Like, you know, that kind of thing. But, like, yeah, Montez, like, horror, anything else? Yeah. You, like, any other genres you don't want to see? You're any kind of crossover? I would like to see a musical thing? now that you said it. A musical? A musical. <laughs> yes. If there's a Fast and Furious car-based musical... Not like Grease. I'm not talking like a musical that like kind of has cars. I want them to be singing about their cars, singing about <laughs> Nos. I want I want the rock dancing. I can want... we like t- can we have like Titan? Like someone falls in love with the car. Can you we have can't. a car, baby? Yes, thank you. You, you fucking Virginia redneck Titan. <laughs> <laughs> not that I even have ever heard anyone else pronounce that film. That was me. Trying to pronounce it on my own. Titan. Yeah. Uh, no, yep. that, that rules. Apologies yeah. to also, everyone Also, Joe, we're going to do, do Titan for this uh, at some point. It's... Cool. Calm down. Damn it. Please. Can I, I be there? I haven't seen it yet. You know what you got to do? Use the powers of cousinly persuasion <gasps> to convince Michael to pick it for... Because he picked a movie for the next lap, but we could push that to the following lap. We could do Titan this lap. Text Michael. Convince him to pick it. We'll get it in there done cool okay montez what do you think happens in the next movie not in the hobbs movie but like when we resume this story where this gets left off what do you think where do we go from here did anybody die in this movie at the end yeah do you think your boy john cena is dead now oh okay well if we're talking fire physics he's probably still alive why okay well because she says fire doesn't work like fireworks so like Oh, so even he's, if the car explodes and catches on fire, he's probably fine. Yeah, I mean Dom was fine. Okay, that's that's fire. That's fire ass logic, if I've ever heard it. Yes. Because we were saying someone was it? It was Reaction Rocket. I remember this time where he's like, you know, he has that speech. He gives that speech to Baby Brian where he's just like, I used to be afraid of cars because my dad died in an explosion, and then like for him to die, quote unquote, die in an explosion like five minutes later, it's like that's not right. That's not normal. Yeah, it seemed a little predictable. I don't think he's dead. I think he's fireproof, just like everyone else in the Toretto family. The plane with Han and Roman and Tej and Ramsey, do you think any of them died? No. Do you think Dom and Baby B are going to die in the dam? I don't think that Vin Diesel is going to let any of this fucking family die. That's okay. a good point. That's like just from the Vin perspective. Yeah. Which also, if that is the perspective, where's the anxiety and like the stress and the tension and the, like the the fear that one of your favorite characters is going to die? If you go into it with the mentality of, I don't think he's going to let any of these people die. Like this is going to end up with a 
an incredibly happy rainbow ending. So you're not on my side where you think that Dom, I think Dom dies in the end. I mean, I'm or with is it. your rainbow happy ending included dead Dom. I just want someone to die. You want anybody to die. Just anybody. I mean, like anybody, like with the last season of Stranger Things, more people should have died. Yeah. I'm still working through that. That That is a tough show for me to get to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what do you think happens in Eleven? If 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 we are to believe it is the finale, if it's the final core installment, barring spinoffs, barring side movies, whatever, what do you think happens immediately and then long term? I don't know. I feel like somewhere in there that Brian's going to come back CGI'd and fucking save everyone's ass. And that's oh, just going to be really weird. Do you want him back in any way or no? I mean, I know that like... They've said that they would bring him back and his family's like on board, but it just feels weird. It does. I think I agree. Them not addressing that his car pulls up at the end of nine and then he's not at the barbecue in the beginning of 10 is kind of weird. I mean, they're different, different barbecues, but I mean, but they're leading you to like they sold us at the end of like Letaria had to come in and be like, you guys are on a way bad path. Let (laughs) me unfuck this really quick. I like, mean, didn't they leave a seat empty at the table, though? Kind of. Maybe, maybe they're just practicing Judaism. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know that. I, I don't know what I want to happen. I want to know how the fuck Giselle got into a submarine and why is she besties with Cypher? Is it the same submarine or a different submarine? I. Mm. So here's a question related to that. Same submarine, different submarine. Is Tess. Good or evil? Is she in cahoots with Cypher? Is she in cahoots with Gal? Is she going to be on that submarine? Is Mia on that submarine? Montez, what are your thoughts on all the ladies and where they're going to wind up? <sighs> also, what do you think of Brie Larson in this? Just answer. Talk about whatever, any kind of lady stuff you want. I mean, she's or gorgeous. Submarines. Her shoes were amazing. Submarines, the ladies of the water. The ladies of the water. Uh, you said her shoes were women. Aqua her shoes women. were her shoes were amazing. Mm-hmm. You know that Nicole Kidman plays Aquaman's mom, right? So, like, I want yeah. Nicole Kidman in these movies. Oh, uh, we haven't yeah, said right? Nicole Kidman, have we? Mm-mm. As someone we want to add, that would be excellent. I mean, we've already got Black Adam and Aquaman, so we got two Aquaman, two we got Aquaman. Ratcatcher, we got Peacemaker. Oh yes, Peacemaker, man. <sighs> Those tapes got me. Made me want to go rewatch Peacemaker. Um, honestly, I don't know what I want out of these films. Like, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I want as like a as a resolution, because as of right now, it just feels like there is no end. Like, the only way that any of this ends is if they die. Because, I mean, everyone's always after Dom. Someone comes out of the woodwork somewhere. But the ladies... I feel like, uh, yes. <laughs> but Thank the you. Question that we asked. We're, we're circling back. My, my brain was going off on a tangent here. Listen. I can feel it. It is past my bedtime. <laughs> You're a real trooper, Montez. Oh, thank you. The ladies. I feel like they're going to put their differences aside. They're going to team up. I don't know if Brie Larson is good or not. I feel like she's teetering on the edge of, you know, maybe she was working with Cypher to... Maybe she was Cypher's protege, like secret protege. 
her dad was Mr. Nobody, but she was also yeah. Cypher's secret protege. Like yeah. As a re- like a teenage rebellion yeah. against yeah, her because father. Yeah, f- because, you know, she was just Mr. Nobody's daughter, and nobody took her seriously, so... She's like, I'm gonna be a somebody. Wait, do you say that nobody took her seriously, or nobody took her seriously? How do you mean nobody, nobody took her seriously? Nobody Which, took her seriously. Mr. Nobody, or just the, the common noun nobody? Just the Both. common no. Just okay. the common nobody. Also her father. She has daddy issues. So here's a, so here's a question that I want to get because uh, Reaction Rocket just tweeted a thought at us today. I want to I want to bring that up next. But do you think is Dante in conjunction with Ames and the agency the big bad, or do you see someone bigger, more menacing, more whatever I want to talk coming about in the next too. movie? Yeah. Is there someone more menacing than Dante? I feel like the agency as a whole. Yeah. Is is the bigger is the bigger bad guy here? Okay. Is the agency related to Etion from Hobbs and Shaw? I mean, it has to be, right? Does it? I don't know. I feel like logically that would make sense. So we found out in the last week or two, Alan Richson, who plays Jack Reacher in the Amazon Prime series and also plays Ames in this movie, said that that role he was cast in was meant for Keanu Reeves. But Keanu had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts, so he took the role. And so Rocket said, theory, fans are sleeping on Agent Ames, the agency, as the, quote, big bad of the franchise, only because Alan Richton, although he's great, is still a smaller name. If Keanu would have taken the role of Ames as originally offered, no one would even be questioning this. I agree with this. When I read this today, that was pretty mind blown, to be honest with you. I don't know that I see Keanu as a bad guy. Have you seen The Bad Batch with Jason Momoa in it? I have not seen it yet. Uh, Keanu's a bad guy in that. Keanu, Keanu plays a good bad guy in, you know, the Neon Demon. He's a creepy dude. He does play a good, de- uh, good bad guy in Neon Demon. That's that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think Rocket, like, it's a way, it's a very simple framing of a thing that I didn't think of, right? Yeah. Like, I just feel like the agency, like, I think the the the, the casting aside of Miss, you know what I really want from Hobbs, Joe, is I what? want Mr. Nobody. You want Mr. Nobody back in Hobbs the movie. I think so. That's what you're like, saying? It makes sense. Like, government, right? Agency? Operative? Lawman? What if, what if Hobbs the movie starts out and Hobbs is, is working for the agency and then he realizes that it's bad and in cahoots with Dante and that's the the rebridge at the end? Down. Works. I would like that. But I don't want Mr. Nobody back because, like I said, I'm just, you know, beholden to my Mr. Nobody's the ultimate evil character in these movies theory. And that's just me being biased for wanting No, that. but like like I said, I think on the air, I think maybe in our first episode, maybe it was off the air. I don't know. But the fact that the agency is bad is enough credence that your theory is still at least mostly right. Mr. Nobody might be good. But the agency around him was crumbling. It's like a Hydra, which is, again, yeah. the Marvel thing, right? Like, it's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. But I'm saying, like, I still want Brie Larson to be like, no, I knew what my dad was up to. And, like, in him to come out from behind Ames, like, ha, 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 I'm the man behind it. And, like, these kind of things. I want that resolution for Kurt Russell. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I have a theory that Dope D sent in. He found this on Reddit. And I've been saving it for Montez. Montez, are you ready for this theory? Yes. This is right up your alley. Here we go. Hashtag nerd alert. This is posted by Severe Recording 5690 on R Fast and Furious 17 days ago, which by the time this comes out, it'll be like, you know, 25 days ago, whatever. 
I have nowhere else to go with this. So here, bro, family at cageclub.me, email in. I have nowhere else to go with this. So here it goes. Fast 10 is the Inferno from Dante Alighieri's Divine Comedy. Which is something that we talked about with someone where we're like, is it literate? Hold on. We mentioned this before. We're like, Dante? Hmm? So the Divine Comedy is an old narrative poem, poem divided into three parts, Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. The end to the Fast franchise is now being rumored to be a trilogy. Coincidence? Yes, probably. I have zero evidence to support my theory. This is all wild speculation, but here we go. Okay. The bad guy's name is Dante. The name of the author and protagonist of the Divine Comedy is also Dante. Yes, in the book, Dante is the good guy, but it's more of a nod, really. The first action set piece takes place in Rome and the Vatican. Dante Alighieri is Italian from Florence. However, the Divine Comedy is a poem inspired by Christian ideas. In the movie, Dante wants to make Dom suffer. The descent to hell is the, in the Divine Comedy is all about finding out what hell does to its inhabitants. The movie gets going when Zephyr tells Dom, I guess that's Cypher, when Cypher tells Dom that the devil, Dante, is after him. In the book, Dante fails to defeat a beast, and that marks the beginning of his journey to hell. In the movie, Dante makes it clear to Dom that his objective is to make him suffer, to show him suffering. In the poem, the hero has a guide that shows him the torments of hell. The deepest circle of hell right before finding Satan is for the sins of fraud and treachery. In the movie, Dom is a victim of fraud and treachery by the agency's guy, who secretly has been Dante's lackey since the beginning. In the poem, the part about hell ends when the hero gets to the bottom and deals with Satan. From there, he has to climb a mountain, and this is purgatory. The movie ends with Dom trapped at the bottom of a dam, so he's got to climb that purgatory. I'm not saying it's a one-on-one retelling of Divine Comedy in the way that Robocop's a one-on-one retelling of The Passion of the Christ. Wait, what the fuck? But there's (laughs) definitely a lot of parallelisms and allegories, homages, and all that. These the way that he just like slid that in there, like, you know, we all know that Robocop and Passion of the Christ, of course. These movies have become what they are one movie at a time. They borrow from the spy genre and the action genre, etc. But to the end, to end the saga, they needed more than just an isolated chapter. So they look for inspiration in medieval Italian literature from the 14th century. Other details that hint at the religious thing are the Dom's necklace pendant, Dante telling Dom so to live up to people's so expectations, much. all the talk about faith, the credits use heavy Christian imagery, trial by fire in the damn sequence, there's a lot of stuff in the movie. It's a big, dumb, loud movie, and I loved it. I mean, there's so much there's so much religious symbolism in these yeah. movies and in all of Vin Diesel's movies. There might be some credence here. So, Montez, as our Dan Brown correspondent on Hanks for the Memories. <sighs> oh, here we go. Put on that hat. What do you think of this theory? It tracks, and I honestly, I thought about this while I was watching it. I mean, it makes sense. I th- I did feel like there was a lot of um, a lot of unnecessary dialogue. That's like, you know, I have faith or like I believe or you know stuff like that. And, and then I thought, okay, well, and then Dante being just an ab- absolute psychopath with no, I mean, he's got nothing to lose. Much mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, it makes sense. I feel like that would be really cool if that's what it was. We also, I just realized, look back on the uh, on CageClub.me, we talked about the literary illusions and we talked about Dante as Dante Dante on your episode with F9. So, like, we talked about that with you a month ago. So, yeah. or two months ago, two months ago, I now at this point. But, yeah, it's something that, like, like we just talked about an episode of Lottery Pod that Bob and I just recorded. This can be out in July. 
like a character's name Scout. And it's like, well, you name a character Scout, even if you're not directly referencing To Kill a Mockingbird, like... You are, yeah. You think yeah. about To Kill a Mockingbird. Like, when you have movies filled with Christian divine imagery, you name a character Dante, who's like, Start I'm going Rome. to punish you. At the very least, it's a nod deeper... It's a cool theory. Also, like the thing is, like that wasn't very, that wasn't really that upvoted. Like, I feels like the kind of thing that like should have or could have gone viral, right? But like didn't. So I don't know. I think it's a general possibility. I really do. I think that this is something that I also can see Vin being into. Like, I can see him being like, I got an idea. What if the last three? It's a trilogy, and it's Dante's Inferno. And you'd be like, ooh, you know, like I can I can see him being geeked on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mon, did you hear Dom Vin talking about like on some like couch somewhere? Like, oh yeah, we're doing a movie called The Toretto's. He said we might do he's like he's like, there's gonna be other Fast and the Furious movies, spin-offs. Maybe we'll do a Toretto's movie. And there was like Jordana Brewster and like and Michelle uh, Rodriguez behind him. Yeah, yep. Emrod right behind him. Was it like the uh, the Brady Bunch? It seems like he just likes to say stuff. I'd love a Brady Bunch type um, intro, you know, where everybody's little faces pop up on the screen. Well, Montez, why do I have a Facebook page for you? Because I, I was just going to say. Facebook banner for the Since entirety the... of ever, like for, for years. That's Joe was like, been. Joe was like, here's a good idea. Can you do this? I'm like, yeah, it's easy. So I just did it. And no, and and B. Davis is Alice is in the middle, and they, basically no one has commented on it. It's so annoying, but it's so funny. If I had a Facebook, I would comment on it. Hold on, Montez, I will send you a, a link to it. Hold on. So I don't know if you guys felt like this when you were watching the movie, but did you feel like you were watching something that you like? You were watching back to back episodes of a show. Interesting point. We talked about this on a previous episode, which I know you will get to because I know that you were going to catch up on all these episodes again, that Louis Leterrier gave an interview about how he broke this out like a series of television, like a season of television, because there was too much going on. And so if it felt like TV, it's because he made it like TV, basically. Then that makes sense why it feels like that. And that's why that's why also why it feels so um, parted out in the sense that like every he's like, we had too many characters. We didn't want to like give anybody like not no screen time or too much screen time. So that's also why it's. It feels like you're just following four different stories in a loop, right? Yeah. Montez, any other thoughts about this movie? No. I, I feel like everything about it worked. Did you see the picture that I sent you? I did. I love it. Cool. Good. Will you see the next one? Yeah, of course. Will you come visit us and see us see it with us in the theater? Commit now. Yeah. My, uh, my children should be old enough for me to leave them alone with someone else by then. In one year? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, Montez, I don't know if you know about this, but when Joe and I saw with our family, which you will one day be a part of in person. Next time, as she just committed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw it at the AMC. Oh, I'm excited. Go ahead. And yes, And yes, yes, they yes, were please, giving out please, packs please. of cards. <gasps> and so... We each got cards. I got uh, Tyler's pack. Joe has his pack and Rachel's pack. So we each had two packs. Uh, But we don't have complete sets. So Joe and I went on eBay.com and a site for bidding. And we bought six packs for a total of $40. So I'm going to open them now. And we're going to see. And Montez, I know how much you love John Cena. 
So if we get a spare, John, John do you already have? Do you have the cards? I have, a, cards I have a bonus. Yes, I just pulled them out, and I do. Uh, no, I have an I have an extra Statham and an extra Cipher. But do you have a, do you have a Cena at all? I have one John Cena. Okay, because if we get an extra Cena, which we're gonna get, Montez, I will mail you a Cena because I know that he's your boy. Yep, America's also, treasure. So Ryan sent his pictures. He has a Mia. He has a Cipher. He has a Tess. He's got a Deckard, and he's got a Jacob. I don't have a Deckard, but I'm assuming I'm going to get a Deckard. But I have an extra Deckard for you, remember? Oh, yeah, I'm trading, we're trading Han for Deckard. Right, that's right. Yeah. I'm just going to cut these open at the bottom because these packs They were painfully well. hard to open. I remember that, yes. All right. Pack number one of six. It's also funny that these are so, like, weirdly cut. Like, if you feel on the sides, like, they're just, they're not even at all. All right, so the first one up, we got a Letty. Okay. Second one. Montez, all ready for you. <gasps> yeah, boy. Look at that. Joe, I got a deck of Shaw. Cool. There you go. Got another Cypher. And I got, got another Tess. I have a Tess, too. Yeah. Okay. How many is there total, did we say? I think that, well, there's 14 character posters. The one rare one is Dom. I'm getting a Dom from Heather when I visit their housewarming this weekend. Pack number yes. two. Cool. Another Letty. We have so many Letties. Okay. Another Tej. I I have a Tej, yeah. Another Deckard. Okay. Another Cypher. Okay. Another Tess. I got all of those. This is failing spectacularly. We're, we think there might be like an Isabel. I don't know. There also might just be 10. We might just be missing the Dom. That might be why we're getting so many duplicates. No, I only got seven right now. Well, I, I have nine Han. different cards next to me. Yeah, I have a, I, I need a Han and I need something else. There might be nine. Yeah. Yet another Letty. Okay. Yet another Jacob. Okay. Yet another Deckard. Yep. Oh, right. Roman, which I traded to Mike Manzi. Nice. Okay, cool. I need a and Roman. And another yeah. Tess. Okay. So maybe there's 11. Maybe there's the 10 plus the Dom. With three more packs. Okay. So, Joe, you have seven. Which which seven do you have? Tess, Deckard, Jacob, Ramsey, Cypher, Tej, and Letty is what I got right now. So you don't have a Roman. You don't have a Mia. I don't have a Roman, a Mia, or Han. Okay, so we have an extra Han, but we need another Roman and another Mia. So we'll see. Oh, here's okay. a Mia. Top the pack. Mia. Nice. Okay, thank you. Another Jacob. Cool. Another Deckard. Okay. Another Romy Rome. Oh, I need a Roman too, yeah. And another Tess. Okay. Two more packs. We need a we need a Dom. We need a Dom. We need a Dom. We need Bad. one Dom. Bad. Montez, there's only a thousand Doms in the country or in the world, I guess. Really? And Heather got one. Heather Supervan Antos got one. That's pretty cool. Another Mia. Okay. Another Jacob. Nice. Another Deckard. Another Roman. And another Tess. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we gotta have that. Gotta be nine. They're gonna be ten. There's yeah. So before I open this pack, I mean, I cut it open. But before I actually look at these cards, so if you look at the character posters for these movies, yeah, the ones that we don't have, Dante. But I don't think they made them because if we opened now ten packs, and Isabella nobody has Ames. it. Yeah, yeah. So we need a Dom in here. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Letty. Okay. Jacob. Okay. Deckard. No. Cipher. No. Tess. Fuck. Okay. So we've opened collectively 10 packs. 
We only have two Ramseys. I have one. You have one. I have a Ramsey, yeah. And we got no Doms. That's crazy, man. That's wild, dude. So Heather did get, like, the only Dom. Wow. I'm going to have to go buy just the Dom on eBay now. I have in front of me six Jacobs, seven Tesses. Wow. Six Deckards. And the other one that I have a lot of, five Lettys. So, Montez, I will either mail you a, a Jacob or next time you're in New York, I'll just bring one to you. Either or. Perfect. It's a bummer, though, man. I thought we would. I thought there was a decent chance we would get a Dom, but. I guess it's more rare than we thought, right? I mean, a thousand. I, I, I don't know how many packs there are, but, you know. <sighs> bummer. All right. Well, cool. Um, Montez, any other thoughts about this movie, the Fast and Furious franchise? Uh, did you hear back from Michael? Are we doing Titan? He said, why does nobody want to do my movie that I chose? Just tell him we want to. I don't to even do, remember. What that's what I, want, that's what I told want, him. We want Joe to watch Titan. No, my only last thought about this franchise is that. Um, so I, I sent Joey the picture where I took my boys to Target on Saturday. And uh, it was so cute. Um, so I looked up what was inside of the nano Hollywood house and it comes complete with a barbecue, a picnic table and chairs. Oh yeah. <laughs> the rules. That's so, so good. It's so really, funny. really cute. I'm going to buy one whenever I go to target next. How much was it? Like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks. Cool. They had like remote control ones too, that we almost got. Uh, we ended up with a remote control hot wheels instead. You could have had three packs with all the same cards in it for that exact price. Could have, could have. Uh, oh, well. Well, uh, Montez, this is your last episode for a little while until, you know, Michael's episode, which is going to be in uh, December. Ooh. Maybe we'll get you on before that. Who knows? But Montez, what do you want? Is there anything you want to plug in? Anything you want people to know about you? Anywhere that people can find you? Um... You want to no. share a soliloquy? Because we're not even at recording for an hour, which is fine. But just, you know, giving you time if you want time. If you don't want time, that's also fine. I got nothing but time. I know that. <laughs> uh, I don't want to plug anything. Um, okay. Stay stay safe out there. Breathe clean air. Shop local. Mm-hmm. Get vaccinated. Blow your nose. Wash your hands. My eye's not red anymore. It looks better. It looks much better. Looks a lot better. Yeah. I think part of Everyone it is, gets the, some is the yoga studio, and then part of it's the smoke. You know what I think? It's just like trapped air, cleaner, whatever. What, Montez? When I forgot what I said. Drink a lot of water, exercise, get some sleep. Sweet. Stay, stay frosty. Stay frosty, my friend. <laughs> All right, Joe, our next episode is A Life in the Fast Lane, number 13 for Too Fast, Too Furious, minute 88. I watched it today to grab some screenshots, and it feels... Like a vintage too fast minute. It feels like it's a gonna. It's a. I don't. I didn't. I didn't listen with sound because I was in a Zoom. Is it gonna be good or is it gonna be bad? Is what you're trying to tell me. A bunch of things happen. There's a bunch of dialogue. There's a bunch of different scenes. There's some okay, car good. driving. There's some okay, helicopter cool. stuff. I feel like there's a chance because a lot of these minutes lately have been real turds. But I real think bad. there's a chance that's gonna be pretty good. Okay. I will I'll also take that. say next week we are going to have a possibly a bonus episode. Oh, okay. Hall of Fame voting still open. Montez, have you voted on the Too Fast, Too Forever Hall of Fame? Um, I don't think so. Go to cageclub.me slash vote. Done. 
and have Michael do it if he has not done it yet. We need these votes in. We're going to do our Fastivist special releasing in just over, just under a week on the 22nd. That episode will be out on the main feed and the Patreon feed, res- revealing the results. It's going to be like a 10 minute episode of the Hall of Fame results of Too Fast, Too Forever Hall of Fame. So do that. And then after that, we got Too Fast, Too Furious with game designer, game developer, Andy Tudor as a special guest. We also have a bonus episode of Patreon in there. We might have a bonus main feed episode in there. We're getting back to like our normal schedule, but we've got a little bit more Fast 10 in us, but still a little bit left in the tank. Joe, any final thoughts for this episode? I'm glad Montez watched and I'm glad she's coming to see the next one with us. Yes, committed. Committed. Also, Michael, of course, can come too. You know, yeah. Alex Ellen told me he almost they almost drove in for this one. Are you serious? That's what he said. And then I'm like, do it for the next one, man. Yeah, you're always welcome. That's that is an open invite, honestly. It really is. Yeah, unless you're a real weirdo, which which you know, no, to a certain extent, everybody who listens to this is a real weirdo. But also, you know, if you think so like, are we. should I go? The answer is, yeah, you should go. Yeah, I'd welcome you with open arms. We could even have a barbecue. We'll tailgate. If somebody if somebody drives in, I will tailgate in the parking lot of the Palisades thing until they tell us to put the fire out. Those <laughs> pictures that Wes sent of his family tailgating made me so jealous. They looked so They cool, made me right? so amazingly jealous, yeah. So we should do that. Email family at cageclub.me. We'll read on the next episode on that Life in the Fast Lane at number 13. Also want to give a shout out to the lady of the evening tonight, but also first up, Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, and Brian Rodriguez of High School's Thumb Ooh. Party. The aforementioned Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, D. Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sports, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Galliard, aforementioned, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of Wolves, Michael Moser, Christian Larson, and a certain Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. Thank you so very much, Montez, for joining us once again. You have no Montez minutes to do for about a year. So don't lose that piece of paper or do. And it's going to be an absolute catastrophe. Shit show. Shit show. More so than normal. But for all things Too Fast, you've ever go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop. Again, remember, vote at cageclub.me slash vote. Please vote. You have just under a week to actually probably just have a couple more days before we do that you know, thing. We have to record the thing. So vote now, vote early, often, whatever. And come back on Tuesday for Life in the Fast Lane number 13 for Minute 88. Not the Al Pacino movie, 88 Minutes, but Minute 88. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. That was Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez, Montez. And we will tell you all about it when we see you again. <laughs> <laughs>